0: Hi, this is Sam,
1: and this is Zenyuan,
0: and this is Murderous Intention. Um, so if you guys remember, last week was pretty gruesome, and then there was a challenge thrown up, um, where I had to come back with a more gruesome, um, podcast, and let's hope I did meet your expectation of gruesome, um... I, it was and the only reason why we make these like little challenges is just to have some kind of fun in all this craziness that we talk about um and I know it's it's never like don't take it where it's like oh my god they're trying to have fun of who did it worst um it's not like that it's just. You kind of have to get a laugh and create a laughter out of the horrific details that we hear and we talk about. Um, so we just want you guys to know that, you know, it's, it's nothing of us trying to have fun out of other people's um, brutal expense um so i just want to make that clear but we do have a question at with this podcast of your opinion of who um whose podcast was a little more gruesome a little more savagery okay yep i mean you, you also
1: if you any i mean most of us that love um true crime we watch a, a lot of people a lot of different um podcasts and you got to make it fun for yourself. And no, we're not, um, like she said, like Samantha said, we're not poking um, fun at the people that were killed or the, the serial killers slash murderers. But, um, you know, I, I, for those of you that have been with us since the beginning, or at least any time in season one, I normally don't do gruesome on um, podcasts. i leave that to Samantha because uh, she is the queen of gruesomeness. Uh, but this one came out more
0: gruesome than I thought it was. and so I'm I'm going to skip the topic. So yeah. Um. And then also, you might end up hearing our lovely new little mascot um, as he's he's right now. I'm just laying down, trying to figure out what his mom is doing. Um. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's just being a cutesy right now, which is kind of cool. Um, oh, and just so anybody who doesn't know, our little mascot's name is Bruno. Um, he is a monkey. just to make a light moment, just to make a light moment. Um, so, like we said last week, we did Dennis Nilsen, Um and his very crazy way of disposing well his murder and his murders and um his way that he preserved the bodies for over time and then he will dispose of them and the manner that he disposed them i think it was like very gruesome being honest um but hopefully this one We'll go um, and give you that more, like, what the heck. Because this case is actually taking place down under. We're going to go, this podcast is going to be taken in Australia. So, if you have heard of Catherine Knight, I suggest... Come join us, give us your feedback. Um, And if you haven't, don't do it. Don't step into the hole. I I, I dug myself into a hole, and it was very, very slimy to get out of. I'm just saying it like that. It was very slimy.
1: Let's make sure to uh, let everyone know before you start speaking that um, for those of you listening, I hope you ate something um, because if not, um, you're not going to eat after this, so um, just, just, just a little disclaimer for you, make sure your stomach is nice and full, you know, and be prepared because it, it is gruesome, um, and then we'll talk about if, what I think, which one I, I think is more gruesome, but um, we'll talk about that later.
0: Um, and also a disclaimer is we are going to be talking about um, slaughtering Um, we're going to be talking about cannibalism we're going to be talking about um, skinning so if any of these subjects is something that is gonna make you feel wheezy or is something that's not for you I do advise either you can listen and then I'll make a disclaimer when we get close to that the part of the murder um, just to save you from that um, or you can just go ahead and skip this podcast and wait for next week when we have another one all right We're not
1: we are not promising that next week will be any better We're just
0: saying that you can skip this one if you want to. You can skip this one. You can listen to one of our older ones that are more lighter. It's up to you. So, Catherine Knight was born on October twenty fourth, 1955 in Tenterfield, Australia. She, her full name is Catherine Mary Knight and she was a product of a scandalous affair between her mother Barbara Ronhan and her father Ken Knight. So her mom was not only was not a, only a a mom of four boys from a different man, but she even met Ken Knight through her her husband. So this is was like an associate to her husband and they partook in a little Man, you know, yeah. Um, when their secret, when their secret vent vendors came to light, um, it rocked their small conservative town. You know, and so everyone was like, "What? Oh no!" You know, so yeah, yeah. So following this tremor. Trimulterous start, Knight's chaotic childhood didn't get much better from there. Her father was a violent alcoholic who raped her mother multiple times during the day. Um, Knight herself claims that she was sexually assaulted by several family members until the age of 11. Oh, wow. So then in school, Knight was also known as a bully who terrorized smaller children. Um, without even, without ever learning how to read or write, she quit school at the age of 15 to work at a clothing store, well, a clothing factory. A year later, she landed her dream job at a slaughterhouse, cutting out the internal organs of animals. Wow,
1: that's crazy.
0: Yeah. Um, and the fact that she considered this to be her dream job of working at a slaughterhouse is a scarier oh, point. No. That even, um, a journalist named Peter Lore wrote, um, he wrote a book called Bloodstain and his true crime book, Bloodstain, was... The story about Catherine Knight, and that he even writes that she loved her job so much that she hung her first set of butcher knives over her bed. Now, pause. She did this just in case she ever wanted to use them.
1: Okay, so I am a, I am many of. Um, our listeners know I am Puerto Rican. Um, I am a person that like knives. Um, I like to, what I call, play with them. Um, but I don't have them hung over my bed as much as I like knives. I just, I'm a person that likes the craft of knife making.
0: Yeah.
1: And you know the designs of different knives, stuff like that. That's what that's my interest in. It. But for someone to have a skinning night or slaughter night over their bed, something's wrong with them. Something's wrong with
0: them. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, there is something wrong, you know. Yeah. To have that in your house, it, it's, it's a scary yeah. thought, you know. For sure. Yeah. Um, so, while working at the butcher shop, Knight met David Kellett, um, a raging alcoholic, much like her father, who was prone to fistfights. Um, being used to this kind of violence, Knight surprised her new beau when she joined in on one of his drunken scuffles. Um, he soon realized, however, that Knight was capable of doing more than a little damage with her fists. Before long, he found himself being dominated by her. (laughs) So then, in what happened? (laughs) He got his face. Like, I'm
1: sorry, but being dominated by, I mean, that's kind of sexy, depending on what kind of domination you're talking about. That was my, that was my, what my face was (laughs) about. You actually
0: had to answer. Sorry. (laughs) No, I know. Um, So then in 1974, she convinced him to marry her. He was heavily intoxicated the entire time. And her mother even warned him about her daughter's temper, saying that Knight had a screw loose somewhere.
1: Mm.
0: Now, we're going to find out how loose this screw was. Right. So. (laughs) on their wedding night, like, you know how everybody shares like little, you know, tidbits, oh, well, my wedding night, we went, you know, such and such rounds. On my wedding night, we went such rounds. You know? Um, Yeah. And so, she had the expectation that she had to meet what everybody else was saying. You know, because everybody's saying, oh, well, we went six rounds we went four to six rounds we went you know like that kind of numbers um yeah so like i said on their wedding night knight and Kellett consummated their marriage three times um but when he fell asleep after the third round knight wanted a fourth round and took issue with her new husband, exhaustion. Now, meanwhile, he was drinking, I think, what, for the, um, I know it said in one article, he was like, he drank for like the, for about 72 hours. From, so he went on a page. Yeah. So two days before the, ma- the wedding, and then the wedding, he was like skunk drunk. You know, he did everything being intoxicated. You know, so going three rounds for somebody who's drunk. That's uh, a lot. Yeah, that is a lot. So he was exhausted. He was like, OK, I'm done. I'm pooped out. We're good. You know.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but that wasn't that wasn't what she wanted. You know, she had to meet what everybody else was going through. She could not understand that. Um, okay. So with the fact that he was exhausted, she figured she's going to start to strangle him. So, she gets on top of him, puts her hands around his his neck, and starts choking him out.
1: Wow.
0: So, he wakes up and manages to fight night off him. Even though she attempted to kill him, only one day into their marriage, <coughs> they lasted 10 years. Sorry about the cough. They lasted 10 years together. Well, actually, more than 10 years together. Um, but the marriage, however, was far from perfect. Okay. Kellett Ugh. was <laughs> Kellett was often unfaithful and once even left his wife and their two daughters in the middle of the night. After discovering one of Kellett's affair, Knight placed their two-month-old infant on a local train tracks shortly before a train was due. The train did not come and the infant was spared thank god and also threatened several people with a stolen axe so on another occasion she even was like you know how we put the baby in the stroller and we go for a walk well she was um so i Okay, so I, when the baby, when I'm trying to, like, entertain them and they're starting to get, like, cranky and I'm like, oh, no, the baby going far from me. You know, I push, I give the, the stroller a little tap, make it go a little further away, you know, and then I run like, oh, no, I gotta get the baby, gotta get the baby. And the baby would normally laugh, you know? Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Well, she took this, she took that little scenario and did it oppositely. She will throw it to one side of the street. She threw it to another side of the, sh- like, she was making that stroller bounce around from side to side, pushing it.
1: Doesn't that, I mean, to me, that, that could cause, depending on how old the baby is, mm. shaking baby babysit because it's just roughly being pushed across one street to another. Yes. And most streets are not perfectly paved,
0: for no. the most part. Um, she's actually went to, because of both occasions, so first the stroll occasion happened first, um, when her husband, she found out her husband was cheating, um, and they, they put her into an institution, um, and then when she got out of that one, that's when he decided to leave her, you know, in the middle of the night, and that's when she placed the baby on the train tracks. And that occasion as well, they hospitalized her. Um, and then they let her go and she was with her kids again. So, yeah. In my head, I'm like saying, well, there truly wasn't any kind of protection towards these kids when it came to a crazy ass mother like that.
1: Correct. You
0: Correct. know? Um. So then um, she was also diagnosed with post, postnatal depression. Um, after witnessing, after people witnessed, like I said, about her um, um, violently pushing and swinging her second child in a stroller down a busy street. Um, and she was sent, like I also said, you know, she was sent to the psychiatric hospital where she told nurses that she intended to kill to kill a mechanic who had fixed Kellett's car because that made it possible for him to leave her. Um. So despite this threat, Kellett took Knight back and when she was released from the hospital, their, their reunion didn't last long and Knight went through a period of deep distress after Kellett finally did leave her. So when he finally said that's it I'm done no more you know um, so in 1986 shortly after her breakup with Kellett, um, Knight jumped into a whirlwind romance with David Saunders a local miner then within a few months Saunders moved in with her and her two daughters however he kept his apartment and Knight became incredibly jealous and suspicious that about what he did when he wasn't when she wasn't around. So, like her previous relationship, this one grew very quickly to a toxic and violent one. Um That's at one po- huh? That's understandable after what happened with the first marriage. Yeah, you know, she she it's Okay, so I give her credit when the fact about it being her being jealous. What I don't give credit was one she took her issues out on the babies who had nothing to do with anything. Two, she took her issue out on the second relationship when it doesn't appear that she had any proof that he was doing anything wrong. Um and now I'm going to add a disclaimer On this next little spot because We're gonna talk about I'm gonna mention real quick something she did To a dog and I know there's a lot of people who are against dog violence. So if you want you can skip ahead about like um, 10 to 20 seconds just to get over it Um, So at this point she slits the throat of his two-month-old dingo puppy in front of him just to show him what she is capable of which i'm just like what why 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 would you do that what was the point in killing this poor dog you know what was the point yeah
1: Um, The answer, there was no point.
0: No, there wasn't. So, then she, which I don't get this. How is it? I want to say, did he stay with her because of fear that she can kill him? Or what? so they stay together and they had a daughter a year later um but sanders actually end up leaving her shortly after the birth of their daughter um because she attempted to kill him with a pair of with a pair of scissors uh um, I would leave you too if you try to kill me with a pair of scissors <laughs> sure um. Then she met a man named John Chillingworth. They stayed together for about three years and had a child named Eric, which was Knight's first son. While no violent incident have been reported about their relationship, it ended after Chillingworth learned that Knight was having an affair with a man named John Charles Thomas. And this is going to be the gentleman we're going to talk about because his name is actually John Charles Thomas Price that she had an affair with. So John Chillingworth is now out the picture. She now has four kids. Um, and now we're going to see how these this relationship goes. But. It's- four kids by what three different guys yes so two the two were from her marriage to um kellett um then she had a daughter with sanders saunders my bad and then she had her son with chillingworth
1: okay
0: um so, the beginning of Catherine Knight and John Price's relationship was without any kind of com- um, complications. It was all, you know, like they 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 were on each other, you know, they, it was good. Mm-hmm. He had two older children who lived with him and seemed to like Knight, so that was, that was a plus for him. You know, and he made enough money as a minor to keep her comfortable. They moved in together in 1995 and things were going smoothly. But when she suggested that they marry, he declined, and that's when she turned violent. So it appears she has an issue with no. Yes, <laughs> no. <laughs> Every
1: time somebody starts to know somebody dies, yes, or, or she attempts to kill somebody, or
0: yes. So, whenever things are starting to get not her way, it's a violent reaction. Yeah. Um, so Knight framed Price for stealing things from his company and got him fired. So, he had an expired first aid kit. Um, and it was expired, you know, and they were going to throw it out anyway. So he just took it. Um, and so she told, she took a picture, um, and told, well, she didn't take a picture, but she called up his company and, you know, said, Hey, price has this, you know, um, your first aid kit that was supposed to go to the garbage. And instead he took it. So he lost his job. Yeah and because of that he kicked her out but then a few months later they started seeing each other again now this is where his friends are like yo are you stupid you she made you lose your job why would you go back to somebody who made you lose your job you know just because Mm -hmm. you said no to a marriage proposal that she wanted you to get married not that you're saying hey marry me and she says no you know yeah so a lot of his friends were like "Mm, i love you man but i'm going to keep a little bit of a distance because this is getting a little cuckoo you know yeah yeah so over time he refused to let her move back in though and according to their friends and neighbors that's when her violent reactions took up a notch, and not just notches. We're going. She's escalating these anger issues very loudly. You know. Yeah. Um. Then in February of two thousand, an argument between um, Price and Knight. Cumulated with her attempt to stab him in the chest. So, he took out a restraining order against her in an attempt to keep his children safe. Um, Towards the end of of the month, Price led on that he was concerned for his safety. And told his co-workers that if he ever went missing, it would be because Catherine killed him. Um, and let's be honest, he had all right to feel afraid of this woman. Like, sure, she's already mistreated her children when they were ba- infants, and they didn't do anything wrong. It was her, at that time, husband. Then, um, she killed the dog. So... Now I'm going to make another disclaimer. Um and just saying that this disclaimer is going to be very brutal. We're going to talk about how the murder went down and what what we're going to, we're going to, I'm just, I'm going to try to breeze through it. Just saying I'm going to try to very hard to breeze right through it as fast as we can okay um so on february 29th 2020 john charles um thomas price came home from work and he did his normal his usual routine which was you know checking on his neighbors make sure that they're okay and you know before he went to bed at 11 p.m so knight came home shortly after and remember, there was a restraining order, so she was not supposed to be coming to his house. She should have went to her house, um, but instead, I huh? I got
1: you. I understand.
0: Okay. So, and she made herself dinner, watched some TV, showered, and then went upstairs. She woke Price up, and the two had, you know, some hanky panky, um, <laughs> and then. He went back to bed you know um so night knew let's say. let me see how i put this so when he went to sleep Catherine decided to take her butcher knife from next to her bed where she always kept them um and i find it's very weird why would you keep your butcher knives in the you know, on the side of your bed for you i'm just like what the french um and she stabbed him 37 times now according to the evidence he woke up during the attack but he could not fight her off so you can see like there's a <clears throat> sorry um, there's a part where he tried to turn the light the the light switch on because there's a smidge of blood on there you see it on the wall um as he was like breathing the aspiration from the with the blood um oh. you see him like as he's walking through the house trying to get to the door um you can see how it's going from regular what would be his height lower and lower and lower and lower and lower to the floor he did however eventually did make it to that living room to that door um he made it to the screen door and then you can see that there was like a pool of blood at the screen where the screen door the door was and then a drag mark so it as they looked at it, it appeared that she grabbed him and pulled him. Um, yeah. when he finally, you know, he was everything was just like took him. Um, so, like I said, he succumbed to his wounds, and Knight dragged his body downstairs, skinned him, and then hung hung his body, from a meat hook in the living room so she hung his skin um on an archer um because the house had like the the hallways there was like an archer instead of a threshold it would be an archer and she hung him hung his skin from there um then she she decapitated his his head um and cut So some, some articles say that it was his lower, it was his back, a part of his, one of his big muscles in the back. Um, I have saw a documentary on, it was True Crime Central that talked about her case, and they said it was actually the gluteus maximus, which is one of your, is your biggest muscle in your buttocks, um, and she cut that up into five pieces. Um, and she cooked them and She placed them on a dish with Potatoes pumpkin beets zucchinis cabbage squash and some gravy on top of the meat She she then um, made a dish for herself Though the half-discarded contents later found at the crime scene suggested she couldn't finish the meal, so she tried to do cannibalism, but if she, she's not that brave to do it, um, she she's close to Hannibal Lecter, but not there. Um, then she also had she had four dishes for her for the children, and an extra meat. The fifth piece of the meat, they say, she gave it to the dog. Um disgusting. I don't know why would you do that to a poor dog? You know, he had nothing to do with that. She then laid down next to his headless mutilated corpse, um, and took a large amount of pills and she passed out. Um but yet they found her on the bed snoring, just saying. Just letting you know. Mm hmm. So when Price didn't show up that morning for work, um, his coworkers called the police saying, you know, hey, he's not here. He told us that if he ever comes, you know, doesn't show up for work to call the cops and say, hey, you know, I think you need to go over there and check what's out because something's going on um the police arrived to find Katherine Knight' gruesome crime scene and immediately detained the comatose night um so after once she woke up she claimed she had no memory of the night before sure <laughs> yeah i know um so i'm gonna give you a real quick detail of how when the cops got there um because I did try to not put as much of that into my my information, I try to keep it very cleaned. Um, but just to let you know, what you'll find on that documentary and what a lot of other documentaries about her um, state is that um, when the police arrived, so this house had a mail a mailbox slot where they would just like shoot the mail in there, um, mm-hmm. and they lifted up but it was like it was dark they couldn't see further into it um so they when they um they went through the back got that open um and they saw that there was blood all over the place like blood every drop there was on everything let's just put it like that everything had blood Mm -hmm. um and then there was this this curtain and They was like it looked very heavy and it was very dark. It was cold um, So when the police officer moves it, he feels a cold substance on his arm He looks down and he sees his arm is filled with blood and That's yeah. when he realizes the curtain is not a curtain skin oh gotcha. it's prices skin um which it's like whoa. so remember i said yeah. he, he had the skin, she hung up his skin on yeah. the meat things on the meat hooks so that's what yeah it, that's what that's what it was then they saw a pool of blood and they saw his torso um but no head so they're they're now they're looking for one is the killer still in the house cuz they don't know yet if that it was, you know, it was night and at that the point where I'm talking about, they haven't discovered her yet. Um and so what they do is they get to the kitchen and they see that there's a pot still cooking and the stove uh, and I, if I'm right I think like one of the one of the cops say I wonder I wonder where the head could be you know and coming to find out the head is in the stool cooking well wow. so yeah Um, so, and then they, they get, they hear somebody snoring and they, that's where they find night, um, comatose from the pills that she had took and they actually had to drag her out into, onto the lawn and let the medical attention go there with her. She was actually like in a coma, I think for like a couple of, of days, if I'm right, or weeks, something like that um before they could finally actually go ahead and you know start that um interview the into interv- uh, the interview with her um yeah. so yeah um like i said in the kitchen the police found his head boiling in a pot of vegetables on the stove on the table they found two full plates each labeled with which technically they did they found four. So um, some articles say two, some articles say four. Um I'm gonna go with the four because there was four children. All right. Um, each had a label with a name. Um and the police realized that night planned on serving Price's son, um, Price's children, his two kids, and her, I guess, young, her younger two, that she had, his meat. Um, which is like, what? Why? What? Why, girlfriend? Why? You know, you already did what you did to their dad. Why try to torment them, you know? Yeah. So... Price had a, de- you know, he was a decent, um, he made a decent living as a minor, um, even, even though, you know, how do I put this? He he actually made better yet said, he made a decent living living until he met Knight. And that's when everything started to go downhill. And especially more so yeah. when she declined his marriage proposal. So yeah. Not saying don't don't deny a female a marriage proposal, but be careful which female you say no to. Um and then make sure to get out the get out the area. Um so despite her claim that she could not remember what happened um the night that he died um catherine was quickly charged with his murder because evidence proved she's very violent she's very crazy you know and everybody pointed to the fact that the only person this man feared was catherine herself you know that's that's who he feared you know so on october 2001 her trial commenced but it yeah. didn't. It didn't get very far for reasons that remain unclear. Knight changed her plea to so she she came in as not guilty, and then yeah. midway, um, in the in the trial, she says she wants to change her her plea to guilty. Okay. The judge, um. He he felt that this was a tactic that she was gonna use, you know, to later say, "Well, you see, I was crazy. How why would I go and say I'm not guilty and then I'm I'm guilty?" You know. So he yeah. he ended up having it where she got um she got evaluated and everything like that. Um, and actually in that documentary, um, for True Crime Central. They go into a quite amount of depth and they do have like reconstructions of what happened. And she says, you know, like, oh, um, I must be crazy. Um, you know, I'm and like, I think when in, how do I put this? When she was in that little they have it different. Their courtrooms are different in Australia. And it kind of like in the old time, you know, like when somebody would stand the, the guilty person would stand, um, in like this like, it's like a, a stand by herself.
1: Mm-hmm. so
0: like that. And she would she stood there, and then she would rock back and forth. She would stare directly at the wall, um, and at one point she just started crying hysterically. She just started screaming and acting like she lost her, like, the um, feeling in her leg and collapsing. So she was acting, putting on a show from time to time. Majority yeah. of the time, she was very, you know, I'm going to stare at the wall. I'm not going to look at anybody. I'm just going to focus. But then she decided, okay, now it's time to go, whoo um Which they figured, it, she has no issues. She's just trying to get out of this chaos that she created um so she was escorted to prison um as the judge decided he was gonna go and adjourned the case without a testimony um the judge ordered as my dog is having a little doggy nightmare i'm sorry if i'm scaring you um So the judge ordered that her papers be marked never to be released. So this woman's not gonna say a day of light, you know, be in one moment a civilian like the rest of us. Um, so this is gonna be, this is actually the first time in Australian history a woman was given a life sentence without the possibility of parole. Um, and still to this day, Catherine Maintains her innocence, saying she didn't do anything. She doesn't have a memory of it. And she refuses to accept any responsibility for her action. To her, everything she has done in every relationship has been because of that person. It's not her fault. You know, it was that person's fault. They did it. They started it. Um and then Kathleen Knight, um, she has appealed her sentence, you know, like most people would do. Um, but it was denied, like basically immediately denied and shut down. Um, so she's actually still in the Stillwater Women's Correctional Center, facing a lifetime of small walls and three square meals a day. And never having any crazy sex because of her love to just go and butcher people. So that is my case of the slaughterhouse of Catherine Knight. Um, What is your opinion? Because you've been quiet. You've been quiet this whole time.
1: Yeah, because... I would say I wanted I wanted you to you know finish it um but listen I got I got a couple of issues here okay what issue number one is when somebody tries to kill me I would never give that person
0: mm-hmm.
1: another chance I was gonna say another word but I'm not gonna I'm not going to um these guys were stupid the marriage in the beginning you try to strangle me and you think i'm gonna come back to you no nah. the the last one with the scissors, no you're crazy ah like and i'm gonna and i'm gonna admit i like a little crazy in my life because i'm kind of like subdued and you know innocent in a lot of ways mm-hmm. so i need a little crazy that kind of balances me out yeah but that's not just a little crazy that's too far crazy for me.
0: That um, is.
1: Okay.
0: No, I'm I'm agreeing with you. Like that was just beyond crazy, you know.
1: Yeah. I also think that it was um, premeditated. Um, I don't believe her story of her she's crazy or feeling anything, because. Even though you're in a comatose state because you drank a whole bunch of medicine, you know exactly what you did before taking that medicine. Mm-hmm. Like if you drank the medicine, killed him. Okay, maybe that's a little bit more believable. But because we found you in a comatose state, in the pool of blood or near the pool of blood or whatever, not only did you kill him. Skin him alive, like that. That not a normal person. Like if I want to kill you, I'll kill you, and I'm out. You know, even if I, if I'm smart enough to try to clean up as much as I can, I'm not gonna skin you alive, put it up like a curtain in my living room of all places, and then take your biggest muscle, which for me is the butt, whatever you wanna call it, gluteus maximus, whatever. That's fine for me. And then feed it to your kids and then try to eat it yourself. Like, listen, you are crazy. Mm -hmm. You are like deranged in a lot of, in but you're not a cannibal. Secondly, why would you give it to your kids? Even if it was his two Mm -hmm. and your two youngest, you still give it to your own Mm -hmm. project now. The dog aspect of it, why would you do that? Understandable. But dogs kind of eat anything you give them. Until they like, wait, this is not right. You know, like, they'll take a couple bites before, like, no. You try to dress it up, but it still tastes like crap.
0: Like, kind you of know. like what my dogs do. So they're like, mm-mm, nope. <laughs> like,
1: like, my dog, I could give them the cheapest brand of dog food. They're like, eat it, and like, oh wait, this don't taste like nothing. Like this tastes like shit. I won't need it again. So yeah. And especially when you're trying to feed them you, somebody's butt, kind of muscle thing. Like what the so, I don't believe her story that she's crazy. She's acting crazy. Um, and I think again, you know how I am. I feel um. You kill somebody you deserve to die. Why should we be paying um or not us and people in Australia should be paying um for you to live uh, your full life when you give this gentleman a chance to live this?
0: Exactly. No, I agree. Um also I f- totally forgot to mention this one fact. Um so during during the time, the time that she killed, from the time that she already killed him, um, to prior to her taking the medicine, somehow she took out um, two hundred dollars out of his account and hid it somewhere. And to, still to this day, everybody's like, "Where did you put this money?" I don't know. I don't remember doing that, but. Money is missing, and it's still like, what's going on? Where is it?
1: Yeah, she probably thought she was, she was not going to get arrested because she was in a counter state. so whoever did it, did it to her as well, or you know, at least drugged her so she wouldn't know what happened. Yeah. And then she could lose the $200 later. Now, um, my last thing on this is, it is gruesome, but she only killed one person. Like, that, that diminishes it for me. <laughs> you know, like, is it gruesome? Heck yeah, it's gruesome. Why would she, like, skin a person alive, mm-hmm. feed it to your kids and your dog, and try to eat it yourself? Yeah, gruesome. But Look, she only killed one man. As crazy as she was.
0: So, technically, she killed one man and yeah. one dog. Um, one dog, yeah. Which... The thing is, what I felt was where it it qualified as a gruesome, not just a matter okay. of where she, how she did it. It was the fact that, unlike your case, this these were men, these were men that he just met, that he did this to, and he did it because he liked them. He liked how they look, you know.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um, this in my case, this is a man she spent time with this is a man she would had um physical sexual um connection with this okay. is someone that was on a whole nother level you know and i feel in my pain in my pain it's easier to do the slaughtering the butchering and all of this other nonsense to someone you really don't know. Because you don't have that I give a crap about you. I sure. see you as a human kind of thing. In her thing was, this is someone she wanted to be married to. But because he said no, and he started pulling back. It's where she became, I'm going to kill you now. It went from I love you to I hate you now. And that's where I feel like it became gruesome and very out of touch with the human aspect of when you're with somebody and when you love somebody, you know? And that's why I figured this one would be really at either at the notch of your last podcast or a little bit above it because of the fact that there was a story, there's a history between them. You know.
1: Yeah. I I I give it the um gruesome level. I totally agree. But I have to remind you, mines took the one, he believed that he loved these people and considered love and death as a sin. Mm-hmm. Secondly, he lived with these people. They were on his floorboards.
0: No, he lived with their body. He lived with their body.
1: Right. She just hung him and and drugged herself again.
0: And consumed a little bit of him.
1: Whoever wants to. They're both gruesome, in my opinion. (laughs) I'm just, you know. He, my my whole thing was twisted for me is in your case, why would she skin him, of all things? Yeah. feed it to her babies her dog and try to eat it herself. With mine, he loved them and considered loving that the same. So mm-hmm. he loved them by killing them and then lived with them as far as put them put their parts of bodies under his floorboard yeah. and had yeah. two big bags of guts, flesh, whatever, in his cupboard. Like they're both to range yes in whatever way you want to look at it you know oh no
0: most definitely so and i
1: think they equal out in most parts as far as
0: in the gruesome the, nature i think people, they equal out um in yeah. the aspect of who did more killings definitely no Niel- did more killing you know yeah. definitely yeah. um but i think they both had a gruesomeness to them um, sure. They should have dated each other. If he was into girls, if he was into girls, they should have dated each other. They probably would have been happy. Yes. <laughs> I totally um, I originally was gonna go with a South Korean case, um, mm-hmm. but I figured it would be it'll be more. I felt it'll be more gruesome, being the fact that this was a woman also doing the killing and not a man. Yeah. Because most sure. people could be like no women's are we keep we keep a murder clean we try to keep everything you know clean that's the stereotype that is put on female um serial killers it is a clean cut overdone and she she went butcher style exactly what her job title is you know right and i feel like wow female who did this i gotta do that in you know I love South no, yeah. Korea, but I I had to do this one just because I felt it 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 hit it kind of like hit some of that point of what you had, but yeah.
1: I think it's a it's a it's a good case. I'm not I'm not trying to down it in any way, but you know it's just a couple of these guys are so stupid. Going back to her. like that's that's what things in my mind, like. You tried to strangle me, but okay, a few months later, I get over it, and I'll go back to you. Really? No! Mm You crazy. I can't be nowhere near you. Get out of my
0: face. Exactly. I don't care how drunk I am. You are to stay there. I am staying there. You know? We are not to meet in any way, form, or shape.
1: If I see you, I'm going to cross the street and probably run.
0: Exactly. Just so you know. (laughs) you would think you would think that's what would be their mindset
1: um
0: the thing is being honest um and i'm not the best looker let's be honest i'm not the best looker but this lady was nowhere no she was not a marilyn moreau like i'm yeah. sorry so. and i think
1: the i really think that the attraction mm-hmm. the attraction that people found with her is that she liked having sex and she liked
0: to dominate men. And I think it was the fact that she can hold her own. She can hold her own, right. You know, she could pull the punches yeah. and get into bras with her man, you know, and yeah. show that she could defend her man. Which I'm like, okay, cool for you. But you have a you have a crazy background to that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um I thought it was me. Yeah, so if you have an opinion on who did it worst, um, definitely inform us in our in our emails or our Instagram. Um, if you have a case you want to tell us about, email us at
1: murderousintentions 21 at gmail.com.
0: Or you can send us a beautiful comment, or I am. I mean, a DM um, in our Instagram at murderous <laughs> undersc- underscore
1: intentions <laughs> underscore podcast. Or you can always tweet us at
0: MI True Cry Podcast. Um, so, guys, that is it for this week. Um, I did try to keep it as simple and I did give up the disclaimers just so that you guys know when everything was coming at you. Uh, if there's anything else you wanna do, let us know. Other than that, see you next week. Bye. See you next week, guys.